0: Shut up, and sit down. When the Wind Blows is an education-inspired podcast bringing innovation to professional development. Welcome back to When the Wind Blows, an EPIC podcast for parents, teachers, leaders, and anyone vested in the world of education. This week's episode is about all of the different opportunities that a student can experience within EPIC um, at the the high school level, maybe middle school in some cases, but but really we're talking about um, what is that next step for kids. And uh, so today's Co-host of the show is Nicole Ellison. She is probably one of my favorite people um, at Epic. She has... Well... One of my favorite stories about her is this gal from my church was in love with this this singer, Lauren Daigle. And I post a video of this gal, and, and she's an older lady at my church. And she says, I love Lauren Daigle so much. And I captioned it with, can we get this girl tickets to the concert, Lauren Daigle? And Lauren Daigle did not respond, but Nicole Ellison did. Nicole came in clutch, brought Kathy and I to sit in box seats with her at this concert. And Kathy, do do you Nicole? Did you ever see somebody more ecstatic to be at a concert than Miss Kathy?
1: <laughs> it was more enjoyable watching her than the actual concert, and I love both of those women now. So, <laughs> that
0: was great. so Nicole is uh, more well-rounded of a, of a human than what we're going to be talking about today. But, uh, Nicole, you, what is your role here at Epic, and and how does that fit into what we're trying to do?
1: Yeah, so my official title is um, Director of College and Career Readiness, which there's a lot that feeds into that, and so there's, there's nothing too big or too small that I, I don't want to capture. I love supporting our high school students in any way that I can.
0: Awesome. And so why do you think an episode like this might be so important? I mean, we've got anywhere between 100 to 170 listeners each week. Every week it's growing. Why Why do you think it's important that we talk about these opportunities?
1: Yeah, so I just think the journey of high school can be really daunting and scary. From the time that, you know, the average parent has been in high school versus where a, a you know, their own child is in high school. There's a lot of time in between. And and I see a lot of parents who get pretty intimidated to think, well, it's a lot different than when I was in school, whether they're concerned about filling out the FAFSA or looking at scholarships or really just understanding what all of the different possibilities are. So that's always this perspective of after high school, how do I best help my student? And that's where we talk about next step and preparing for those post high school things, Um, but then there's a lot of changes that happen every single year that come from the State Department of Education, because we're in a state, and, and I truly believe that the State Department of Education is doing all they can to prepare our students, and and funnel down requirements as such. So from year to year, sometimes just the simple graduation requirements change. Um, last year, they implemented ICAP, which is Individual Career Academic Plan. And Epic has um, we've we've risen to the challenge, and we um, we are preparing students as they begin their journey of creating an ICAP. And so those are foreign things to um, to our families, and so we the, the, having these conversations because there are so many changes. It's just really vital and, and helping ease both the student and the parent's uh, mind as they're going through this journey.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we get too much further, how did you get involved in education and what made you bring that to EPIC?
1: So my background is uh, a little unique. Um, I I think I was really created to be in education, but education growing up for me was a really safe place. Um, I grew up in an abusive home until about the age of 13 or 14, and so I, I moved every couple of months. And in that, I would be in a school um, for a very temporary time, but it just always felt as though the teachers showed me love, and, and not even just teachers, but. The buildings where um, I remember, you know, office aides that were getting me set up in the system um, as a new student. And I just remember the school feeling me, um, making me feel like I was just loved. They showed me compassion and grace. Um, moving schools a lot created a lot of gaps in my learning. So school wasn't easy for me, but because the teacher stepped in, in those moments, they helped shape me. So as I got older, I realized that I really wanted to replicate that with students. And so I worked in a variety of different educational settings from brick and mortar, um, private, and uh, now I've spent the last 13 years in um, virtual and blended. And this is my uh, my favorite. This is where... Um, this is my sweet spot, if you will, at Epic, because um, we have such a diverse population of students, but in this setting, you get to know more than just the student. You actually oftentimes get to know their journey, and I'm just really forever grateful that Epic has um, given me that opportunity to pour into students in the same way that that teachers poured into me, and um, in various capacities. So, Specifically, I think the reason I'm on fire for my job every day is because I get to work with those high school students and help them see their full potential, no matter their history or their journey or their past or their situation. Um, So it's really a a perfect fit for me working at at Epic in this model.
0: I love your story. I feel like you and I have a lot of things in common when it comes to that. Um, Mine didn't take such a dramatic turn, but high school was not a safe place for me, and it's it's fun for me to see um, how the things that happened to us growing up shape our future, and, and while it was your safe place, and that created your passion, and it wasn't my safe place, and that created my passion, like that we're both here uh, serving these kiddos in any capacity we can, um, even through podcasting, so... <laughs> Um, so why this topic? I mean, we've got, we've got kids of all backgrounds, right? I mean, we've, we've got high mobility, we've got high homelessness, we've got high achievement, we've got high, um, special needs. Why is this topic so important?
1: Well, the topic is important because every single student, no matter their journey, they all have a next step. And um, I think sometimes we have this viewpoint of, well, when I graduate high school, that's the end goal. That's that's why I'm in school. But really, that's just a checkpoint on the journey. Um, we all have a next step. Even you and I in our career, we have a next step of what that looks like, what we'll be doing next year, um, how we'll shift, it, you know, our current situation or role. And so when we think about in that role, you know, you kind of, we look back to the beginning, and it's, it's pretty simple. In elementary school, um, we start uh, teaching students um, about their community. We start super simple with community helpers. Generally, um, in, in elementary, they're learning about police officers and firefighters and you know the dentist or the doctor, and those would be considered our community helpers. And then students get to about middle school and they're progressing on that journey and they start connecting the dots of the people in their life. So they might realize that their neighbor is a nurse or their aunt is a police officer and they start connecting how those community helpers are real people in their circle. Um, But then by the time they reach high school, we should really um, help prepare our students for that concept of, okay, where is your place in this world? And sometimes students really know that early on. Sometimes students really struggle with that, um, struggle being able to see beyond that high school graduation checkpoint. And so that's what Next Step does, is it helps align the student's journey and their passions. Um, Now we're integrating that individual career academic plan, so they start taking career and interest assessments, um, learning about different careers a little bit more in depth, And then we want them to leverage their personal strengths and interests. So through Next Step, as they're doing all of those, then we want to ensure that during their 11th and 12th grade, they're taking coursework or participating in an area that better helps prepare them for that next step after they move their tassels over and graduate. Um, That's the whole point. So if a student is um, very passionate about animals, then, really, during 11th and 12th grade, we want them to um, be interning at a veterinary clinic, or um, going to career tech to take a you know take take a program that um, works in that industry, or whether that's just college coursework because um, they're they're starting to take that advanced coursework that will prepare them for entering college. You name it. That that's our goal here is is it starts elementary. They have a journey all the way through. They're always preparing for their next step.
0: And so what are the different tracks of next step? I, I heard you say, you know, college classes, um, and, and career tech, what are some of the opportunities that are a part of career tech? What are some of the, the yeah. things that, uh, concurrent, you know, envelop? yeah absolutely so the
1: different areas of next step um, would be attending a career tech program um, preferably one that leads to a certification or taking um, college courses which is called concurrent enrollment um, some people might know the term as dual enrollment but where the student is taking high school classes and college classes at the same time earning both high school credit for their participation and college credit AP, we offer a few AP classes and then internships. And so I want to break those down for you. So if we back up to career tech, um, students at EPIC all across the state are already enrolled in career tech sites um, in many different programs, but there's still an opportunity if a student hasn't enrolled. Programs offered at Career Tech for full time in district students are free. Um, and, and that is amazing. We have a state that supports students um, learning those skills. Some of those programs include. Um, computer coding, engineering, cosmetology, culinary arts, the list really goes on. Welding and cosmetology are probably two of the most popular among our students, but we have students in all types of different programs. And so, again, while they're in high school, they're learning skills, um, hopefully earning a certificate. And so interested students, um, if they think they might be interested in in pursuing a career tech program, um, we really encourage students as early as eighth grade to start looking and researching what's offered at their local career tech. Um, students apply directly at their career tech, and for the most part, they apply during their tenth grade year. So, if you're a tenth grader, um, or if you have a tenth grader, this is your year. Do it. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you might apply earlier. There's a few select programs that are three-year programs, or if you are in eleventh grade please don't lose hope and think it is too late. Um, There's some programs in the state that that will still accept 11th or 12th graders depending on what those programs are and what spaces are available. The biggest, I think, misconception sometimes that people might think when it comes to career tech is that if if being enrolled at EPIC, they don't qualify, which is absolutely not true. They do qualify, and we have hundreds of students participating. Um, The other misconception is that there's a cost. And so, again, if it's a full-time Program um, in district for you, so your local career tech, um, and and we can help you identify which one that is. Then there should not be a cost for you, and so spots are not guaranteed, but we can help you through that process.
0: What um, um, the 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 career tech closest to Norman? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is because I'm not in that area, but I know that it is highly competitive to get into that mm-hmm. career tech, uh, and we've got teachers that really kind of spend part of that ninth and 10th grade year kind of prepping their kids for that process to get into career tech. It's, it's becoming such a popular option that it's, it's competitive to get in sometimes. It is, it
1: is. And so that's why planning early um, is, is really ideal. I think you're probably referring to more Norman um, and, and there we have, There's 29 different state career techs, but um, almost 60 actual locations in in Oklahoma. So if you're unsure which one might, um, you know, be in your district, just reach out. We have a career tech coordinator that would love to help you um, and teach you the steps um, early on so that you
0: can be preparing. And we've got kids that go through career tech in high school so that they can pay for college when they get out of high school. Just because you go one track doesn't mean that that's the track you're locked into. And we've got kids that have graduated here and they've told their stories now that that career tech option helped them pay for college. And they, they had a job that wasn't necessarily waiting tables while they were going yeah. through college.
1: Exactly. I mean, there, there are some career tech programs that Um, once a student finishes and they receive that certification, they go straight into that career field. Um, We had a student last year who graduated um, from a two-year program at Tulsa Tech. And I mean, by the time he graduated, he had received more job offers than I've received in my entire career. (laughs) So he was very, I mean, um, he, he was being pursued. So he he learned those skills and, and grew and, and excelled. Um, some students, like you said, they, they don't stop there. They might work in that career field while they're continuing their education on the college side. It really depends on just that individual need and desire for the student. Um, I love when students choose to be lifelong learners and continue their education. That's what we want. Um, That's what builds our communities and helps us all grow. So you're right. And we have students who during high school, they're taking a career tech program or course, as well as taking concurrent college coursework. There's no limit to how many opportunities you can participate in during high school.
0: Yeah, we had a guest on the live Q&A a couple of weeks ago that if we wanted to go back and refer to, she was doing both at the exact same time. So um, yeah. so let's switch gears to concurrent. Why, I mean, aside from earning college and high school credit at the same time, which I'm a, a bargain shopper and that seems like a good deal to me, why go concurrent yeah. So concurrent is um, a great
1: opportunity in, in so many different ways, as you said. So it saves time. The reason it saves time is because you're earning um, college credits while you're in high school. You're basically getting double um, double because it's going on your high school transcript. Um, and then you're already earning college credits before you are even out of high school. So, so there's time saved because then once you do graduate from high school, um, and, and start attending college, um, you've already got courses under your belt. So part of that is time. Part of that is of course the money savings. Um, the state of Oklahoma, um, has funding and tuition waivers, um, for seniors, and then so so there's just why would you not take uh, and and utilize a tuition waiver that's covering the cost while you're in high school, where that might not be available when you're um, after after graduation, depending on um, what you know grants or scholarships are available to you. But then, you know, really, there's just this other component. And I get a little embarrassed saying this sometimes, um, but it's still part of my journey. And so, um, you know, my first semester after I aged out of foster care, graduated high school, um, I – the only option I knew was okay. I want to go to college. No one else in my family had done such, um, but I I failed my first semester. I didn't take college coursework in high school, and that could have better prepared me. Just to be prepared for how different college coursework is compared to high school coursework. That um, it takes more, you know, dedication to the time in which you have to study outside of class. Um, there there are pieces that could have really prepared me for a more successful first semester in college. Now, I did go on and graduate. Um, I I even went on and got my master's. So um, all hope was not lost, but it really took um, a lot of perseverance for me to stand up back on two feet and say, okay, I'm not quitting. I can do this. But again, had I had the opportunity to go through concurrent and start earning those college credits while in high school, while I maybe had a little bit more support, um, I could have had a higher success. So it's it's time, it's money, and just the preparation um, before you take that big, huge transition and be a full
0: time college student. Well, and the money part is huge. I um, again share similar, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Like uh, zero people were helping me plan for college, and. OSU uh, sent me a kind letter that said, thank you, but no thank you. Here's your (laughs) 1.4 GPA and, you know, find somewhere else to be. And I just remembered thinking, wait, they don't want my money. But no, they did not want me skewing their (laughs) statistics, I'm sure. Um, And it costs a lot of money to fail like that. And then you have to make that up. I mean, you have to pay to take those classes again, if you decide to fail them. And so um, yes, a kid gaining that experience up front uh, does not have the same fail rate as they do if they had never done that. On top of that, uh, when we talk about money, the the college coursework is on a different GPA than the the high school coursework. Am I correct?
1: It is. It's weighted. And so that does um, help a student who, who then is college bound and, and they have a weighted and a not weighted GPA or an unweighted GPA. And so that, that does um, help a student and, and it just really, it does look better on college applications. And so absolutely. There's all of those are wins. And so, um, There's a couple of ways I I kind of want to explain of how a student could pursue concurrent enrollment. If if this resonates with you and you think, absolutely, why would I not take hold of this opportunity? Um, Generally, for any of our um, public colleges or universities, you have to be in 11th grade to to be able to begin. That actually starts the summer after 10th grade is when a student can begin concurrent coursework. Um, So a student has to apply directly to that college. We have the steps laid out on our next step website. So there's, um, We give you resources, and we also have a concurrent enrollment specialist on our team that will walk you through those steps. But the student applies directly to that college. Um, In the state of Oklahoma right now, there's not funding from the state for tuition waivers for juniors, but we have a lot of colleges and universities who have stepped up to the plate and said, that's okay. We will carry the cost of the tuition. Now, when I say tuition, everyone does need to be clear that there are fees and sometimes book charges that do um that do have to be paid for um, at, at epic the learning fund can help go towards some of those fees and if there is a book purchase even a lot of the colleges and universities in the state are now stepping up and using open educational resources oer so that the, the concurrent students don't even have that out-of-pocket expense but again the student applies directly to the college through that process they have to have a form signed Um, by their counselor here or gsm here at epic they have to submit their transcript and then once they're accepted then they can get enrolled into classes and again we can walk students through that process but if you think about the timeline if I'm a student and I start taking advantage of this the summer after my 10th grade year then um, I can earn credits there I can earn credits during my junior year Um, And again, taking advantage, if my local college or university does offer tuition waivers, I can do that the summer after my junior year. And then again, all during my senior year where there are guaranteed tuition waivers up to 18 hours. A student can really leverage a lot of college credit at the same time that they're earning their high school graduation requirements. So it's a win. And if you're interested, talk to us. Um, those are that's really the process for local colleges and universities. We also have kind of an internal partnership that um, looks a little bit different on the enrollment side. There's not an official application, but it's taking concurrent classes through our partner TEL or TEL and um, also through our partnership with um, OC, Oklahoma Christian. And so students can go through these programs and in the same way earn concurrent coursework um, college hours, their transcript would, um, credits would come from Oklahoma Christian and students again can do that during 11th and 12th grade and they can use their learning fund for those. And there's not fees associated to those. It's very low cost. Those are just $75 from the learning fund each course. So huge opportunities for concurrent enrollment students here at Epic.
0: So talk to me though, the, the state has passed, um, uh, the, the AP, um, bill, you know, every, every school must offer AP now, right? We do. And and we are,
1: we, um, we have a few courses that are officially AP and taught by an AP certified teacher. And we have, um, Jennifer Robin Robinson is our AP director and um, she has uh, great knowledge, and um, we have information on our Next Step website as to which courses those are. And then, um, again, those courses are weighted. Again, they, the, the difference between concurrent and AP is it, it really depends on the track in which the student is going. Again, both are weighted, but the AP coursework is taught directly through the high school with an AP certified teacher, Um, it's advanced coursework, preparing for the rigor of college. And then at the end, the students have an opportunity to, um, take their AP test. And then depending on the score in which they earn, they may be able to test out of college coursework. So both are great opportunities. I would encourage students to really look at, well, what is my next step after high school? Um, what would my, the college I'm planning to attend, um, Prefer what would be a better track based on that, and then families can decide which which might be a better. And again, a student could do both.
0: Yeah, there are colleges that would prefer a student not take coursework from a community college, and they would prefer that AP track. Um, So knowing where you want to go to school, preparing kids. I mean, again, you said as early as eighth grade earlier Mm -hmm. for tech, but I would say starting to have that conversation of what do you want to do in life? Where do you want to go in life? I mean, I remember in sixth and seventh grade, I was going to Georgetown for no other reason <laughs> than their basketball team was good, you know, and obviously things change uh, and you get a little smarter along the way. But, um, but Georgetown is one of those schools that you I, I wouldn't have been able to get in with TCC classes or the community college classes. They want the AP track. Um, and, and your more elite schools are going to look like that, too. State schools um, are way more accepting of all kinds of credits. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, shoot, I know even until uh, two years ago, there were some private institutions that didn't accept uh, the, the concurrent coursework unless it was tied to an associate's degree to get in. So, right. Um, and
1: that's, that's a really good point. So there, there are a lot of students out there right now that are seeking um, a degree, not just 30 credit hours or 10 credit hours, but what they're trying to pursue an associate's degree while in high school. And, and if they are strategic um, it is definitely a possibility, but within our state, Generally, um, any of our, our public colleges or universities, if a student does complete their full associate's degree, um, then then that whole entire degree is generally accepted. Um, when you're coming with, you know, 18 hours, then, then the incoming school can pick and choose kind of if, they re- if they're willing to transfer all of those credits. And I would say most of our state colleges um, in the state would, or our public colleges and universities will take the credits, but not always 100% equivalent. So instead of considering it comp one, they may roll that over as an elective English. So the most important piece, and and this can feel overwhelming, um, is the coursework is preparing students for the rigor of college. And the student just looking ahead and knowing which colleges they might be going to, that's going to best help them because they're going to have um, kind of an equivalency database where you can go into the coursework you're taking and then it will let you know um, what that transfers as.
0: And so um, just switching gears again, the last component you had mentioned was the internship component, which is, I mean, honestly, it's awesome getting some kids experience of what that is what that work life will look like um, some kids it's helping them determine which track they're going to take. Talk to me about the internship experiences.
1: Absolutely. And what I love is the state department of education is, is all in on this and they consider internships as a part of preparing students um, for their next step. And it, it aligns with post-secondary opportunities. And so internships or work-based learning opportunities are really an opportunity for students Um to to fulfill hands-on experience in a certain career or industry Um, and then it it gives them the opportunity to gain that experience and then it helps the student eliminate certain career fields or it gets them more excited about certain career fields. Um, Students who participate in an internship or a work-based learning opportunity, they do um, receive high school credit which is great as long as they're in 11th or 12th grade and So I'm going to go back in the beginning. I told you my journey. I knew that I was created to be in education, but just like you and your Georgetown experience, for whatever reason, this thought popped in my head that I wanted to go into nursing. Um, I I think probably because nursing paid more than education and, and it took me, um, a, a very quick semester to realize That is not what I'm created for. But unfortunately, there was an expense that went along with that, um, taking some college coursework that I shouldn't have really ever done, that set me behind. Had, again, I had the opportunity in high school to explore an internship um, in the medical field, I would have realized that's not what I was created for. That's not my happy spot. Um, And so... I, I just wish that I would have had that opportunity. So it's a great way for a student to get that experience and determine, does this make me smile or do I need to pursue something else?
0: Yes. Oh man, that's a great little uh, story to add along to this. So what are some of the internships our students have gone through? Talk to me about some of the, the ones that we already know about.
1: Yeah. So um, we have had students intern with interior design companies. Um, and then the, the coolest part sometimes is watching kids, not only participating in an internship, but then going on and being hired by that company. And um, that's really exciting to see. We have student interns in the area of finance. We have um, de- definitely technology. We even have an entire program um, at Epic that's focused on um print and broadcast journalism which is called um, epic news network and i know you can speak to that as well <laughs> because they're they're in your under your umbrella um, but it's an incredible way for students who are interested in journalism um, to get that that hands-on experience and um so we have students really again we always want an internship to be um, a meaningful opportunity aligned to the student's goals. And, and when I say goals, I mean they're after high school goals. Um, and we want the opportunity, a student to be able to work with a mentor. Um, last semester in the spring, we had um, a couple of students who they were interning um, really kind of in the, the real estate and construction Um, industries. They were working in an area of Tulsa that needs some reconstruction. And they were working with a realtor and then um, also learning just the skills of flipping homes and and properties. And they worked with this mentor. They learned skills um, that applied to construction. They learned the business side of um, and the legalities of selling properties, owning properties, the finance behind that with Escrow and Dang. everything in between, and they were featured um, by one of our local news stations. And you know, I just get super excited to see see those opportunities. It also requires just community members being willing to say, "Hey, I will mentor this student. I will um, I will lead them and let them shadow." And um, it's just a, a great opportunity. And and we will help students try to identify what that best um, industry might be for them to pursue if they just um, work with their teacher and and work with our department.
0: Yes. Now, your role has been around for a while, but you're you're taking it to the next level. Talk to me about the new (laughs) initiative you've got to inform people uh, about all of these things besides just through this podcast. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's what I love about Epic is we're always looking for new ways to make sure our families are full of resources and um, that, that we we consistently make sure that they have what they need. And so this year we are launching um, some, some new and fun, exciting things. So we, starting next week, um, I believe on September the 11th, yes, we will begin um, Find Your Future Fridays. And these are going to be Zooms every Friday at 11 a.m., They will last one hour, and they will be hosted by the Department of College and Career Readiness, Um, and this is a weekly time for students, parents, and even EPIC staff to come join us on varying topics all year. Um, Some of the topics will include enrollment in career tech, concurrent enrollment, hearing industry leaders share out from their industry on in-demand jobs, completing the FAFSA. We have guest speakers who are coming from Oklahoma College Assistant's um, we, to talk about completing the FAFSA and scholarships. We have different, um, leaders within different branches of the military coming to speak. We have someone, um, who's in-house kind of an expert on really, um, creating your best scholarship applications and, um, essays. And so you just don't want to miss these topics. We also are going to have, um, monthly college and career readiness newsletters. The first one um, should already be in your inbox. This will go to all high school families. In there, you can find the link to our Next Step website, which is brand new. And it has everything that we've talked about, lots of visuals, lots of resources. There's a scholarship tab. um, There's internship, work-based learning tabs everything from ap concurrent career tech it's there for you and then it also has a tab that just lists everyone in my department it has their face their title and their email and extension so you know exactly who to reach out to if you need further support
0: nicole you are awesome your department is awesome i learn new things every every time i talk to you not just uh, about your role here, but about you. And I love it. Um, thank you so much for being my guest today.
1: Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for inviting
0: me. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit the like button or subscribe to the podcast so that you're notified each time a new episode drops. If you're a returning listener, then rate the podcast or leave us a comment. Tune in next week where we're rethinking how leadership and education can better prepare the next generation for a rapidly evolving world.